In this next episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the common interview questions you'll be asked either in residency interviews or also in med school interviews. And they're very simple questions, but oftentimes ones that people struggle with the most. So just a very general overview. Really, the questions that we're going to be dealing with, very simple questions, but are very difficult to answer. And I don't think there's any right answer to any of the questions that I'm going to be posing. And I'm not going to be giving any answers to any of the questions. I'm just here to pose the questions that you will definitely be asked, probably in every single interview that you go into, whether it be for residency or whether it be for med school interviews. Um, and I think that this is just going to be a good time for you just to prepare. Think of an answer that is specific for yourself, just to know that these questions are going to be things that you're going to be asked. And I think for the the most part, whether it be for residency, primarily for residency interviews, it's just going to be a conversation, often very low stress, unlike med school interviews, but oftentimes much more conversational, often very low stress for these residency interviews. So the first question you're going to be asked for sure is, why do you want to come here? Um, and it's surprisingly a difficult question, I think, because oftentimes these schools that you're applying to and the ones that you're having the most difficult time answering are ones that you don't actually want to go to, right? The reason why this question is hard because nine out of the 10 schools that you are applying to, or maybe not that high, but a good chunk of the schools that you're interviewing at are going to be in areas that either are less desirable or farther away from your home or places that you don't really want to go to. But you have to really convince them and they have to be convinced as well because oftentimes they're very prideful. They want to know that you want them. And so you have to focus on something unique. In general, your decision for choosing a residency is going to be on location, if I'm going to be completely honest. But the problem is you can't just solely use that as a basis. For example, if you're from the West Coast, went to East Coast uh, med school and want to come back to the West Coast for residency, the reason why you want to come to this particular school on the West Coast can't be just because you want to move back to California. It has to be something more than that. You have to focus on something that is particularly unique to the program. I know that on paper, pretty much every large academic center is going to look identical. But you have to find something that is particularly unique. And it may be difficult, but that's going to be the one thing you have to do your research on. Try to find something unique because you're going to be asked this. And this is going to be a question that you probably will stumble upon. Next thing is very simple, but they always will ask you what questions you have. And I think that is definitely very difficult early on, not only early on in your interview season, but also early on into the interview because you don't really know what to do, right? This could be the very first question that you were asked. In one of my interviews, I was literally asked this for my very first question, and that's the only question that they had for me. They had no other questions for me. They said, I've, I've read your personal statement. I know some of your letter writers. I don't have any questions for you, uh, but what questions do you have for me? And that kind of threw me off guard. It really threw me off guard because I wasn't prepared for already asking questions straight off the bat. I had questions lined up, but it wasn't necessarily something that I was prepared for right off the bat. And so if you're stuck, I know this is not the most ideal, but just ask them about themselves. Ask them about their career path. Ask them about kind of why they chose to, to train here. Things that are very general. Um, just to get a, get a feel for them and honestly it just buys time. I think that that for me was the, the best thing. I don't think it's a very useful question. I don't think it shows much about your insight. But if you really are stuck and you have nothing else to ask, just ask them about themselves because they'll talk about themselves for a long time and then they can kind of get you back on track and ask the questions that you really want to know because if you think about it, if these are the only questions that they're asking you, what questions do you have, how much can they gain from you? So you have to, I guess, try to 
show them in some way or other that you can have a conversation from just a, a one-sided conversation of you asking questions, but also kind of chiming in here and there and giving your input um, on these questions that you're asking. And try to ask something that's insightful that couldn't just be answered on the on the website or by other residents. Uh, but definitely, like I said before, if you are really stuck, just ask them about themselves. These guys will talk talk for a long time about themselves. Next thing would be, why do you, would you ever want to leave your home institution? And this is often a variation of why do you want to come here? Uh, but also they may ask, how did you like your med school at home? And I think this is a question oftentimes that smaller programs will ask you or even programs that may be less desirable either in location or also in program or community programs often ask these types of questions, especially most med schools or actually all med schools should be at uh, considered academic programs. So would often ask you this question if you're going to be moving to a smaller or community program especially for those large academic programs with a strong residency program. It's even a harder question to answer because there's really not a, a great answer. I mean, I think that really what they want you to focus on is more so why would you want to come to their institution? It's a pretty much a spin-off of that original question. And so you want to primarily focus on the positives of their school. And if you can think of anything in particular that may want you to go away from your school, I don't think you should really talk about anything negative about your, your medical school, even though I know no matter what medical school you go to, there's going to be a, a bunch of negative things that you can talk about. But I don't think that they want you to focus on that because it's never good that essentially this is looking on four or five years from now when you finish residency, they don't want you talking bad about their residency program. If you're going to be talking bad about your med school, and that's the reason why you want to come to their residency program. So always focus on the positive. Don't focus on the negatives. Um, I think that's oftentimes overlooked, but this is a pretty difficult question, especially if you come from a program that is obviously, uh, without a doubt, a much better residency program than the one you're interviewing at. It's particularly difficult to answer. Similarly, why would you ever want to leave your home state? This was particularly a problem for me because I grew up in a city that I went to college maybe 100 miles away. I went to med school about 50 miles away from my hometown. Um, and so I kind of stuck in the same area throughout the entire my entire training, whether it be in college, high school, uh, med school, everything was all the same. And so they knew that I didn't want to move from my home state. And if I were to be honest, I didn't even want to leave the general area that I was in. And so it was hard even moving into other parts of the state because the state that I'm at is fairly large. Um, and so other places within the state were even saying, why would you ever want to leave your area? And then when I would go to the, the East Coast, for example, they would say, why would you ever want to come to the East Coast? And it was just a, a difficult conversation to have because it's something that, you know for a fact that you'd be willing to go to these programs. You wouldn't have applied to these programs. You wouldn't have spent all this money to travel to these locations if you weren't willing to leave your home state and to go to these other programs to train it. So it was a really frustrating question to, to answer, but it was something that you just have to, again, just focus on the positive. Try to try to think of some reason why you would want to leave your home state, even if it's you know obviously not the most genuine reason. And if you want to leave your home state, then definitely let that be known. And I think it's a lot easier to answer questions when it's just the truth. But yeah, this is a question that you may have a tough time, especially if you didn't leave your area for either college or, or ever moved during uh, med school or also just in your childhood as well.
So this next question is a question that I think is very apparent for whether or not you're applying into residency or also into medical school. It's how will you handle the stress of residency or also in medical school? And I think that it's an important question because it tests two things. I think a lot of times people think it only tests the first thing, but it's also a very good test of the second part as well. And so the first part is how do you handle working hard in stressful situations? They want to see how you deal with those things, either through examples or through just kind of your working process of, of how you conceptualize these problems and how you would deal with them. I think examples for every question are always going to be more ideal because it shows that you've been through these stressful situations um, and shows how you can work through them. But I think it's important because these are people that you're going to be working with. They want to know that you can handle these stressful situations because residency is going to be tough. I know they said that med school was tough, but I think that even more so, whatever residency that you're going to, it's going to be pretty difficult. The day-to-day, the -day, there's going to be something that will go wrong, and, they will, and they're going to be working very closely with you. Whether or not they're your attendings or whether or not they're co-residents, they're going to be dealing with you and going to be dealing with the stress that you have. So they want to know that you can handle these stressful situations well, but also they want to know that you have a sense of humility, that you've been able to admit that there's been times that you haven't been perfect. Because I think that if there's a person, and it's very similar to the question of what are your weaknesses, what are your failures, things of that nature, that if you can't think of anything, then you either aren't thinking hard enough or you just aren't aware. You aren't aware of yourself and you're not aware of the struggles that either you have had to go, go through or that other people have to go through. And so I think this is a very important question that just tests not only your ability to handle stressful situations, but also your humility to accept that you have had issues in the past. Whether big or small, that's up to you of what you want to disclose. But I think that it's important that you, you have that balance. Next thing, which I thought was very difficult, I think in med school, this was pretty much everybody that I dealt with. Everybody was really tough. Everybody was really tough in med school um, interviews. I mean, there's obviously those nicer uh, physicians that are interviewing you, but there's a lot of times, especially when you're dealing with MMIs, everybody has a poker face. Everybody is not smiling. Nobody's happy to see you. But at the end of the day, it was all an act. Um, at least that's what I like to think, that most of these situations, that they were all an act, that they, they were purposely trying to be kind of tough on you to see how you would respond. But the th problem is during residency interviews, for the most part, you're dealing with very, very nice people because just as much as you're trying to interview for their program, they're trying to persuade you to come to their program. So I think that for the most part, I, I really did not have anybody who wasn't extremely nice to me during my interviews, but there's definitely a few that I can think of that definitely were not the, the most pleasant to be around. And this can really screw you up. This can really make you, especially if you rely on interviewer feedback, you rely on how much you're going to say and, and what you're going to say based on their facial expression. I know that it sounds crazy, but I think that everybody is guilty of doing that. The more positive feedback you're going to get, the more you're going to talk about, the more enthusiastic you're going to be. But I think that with this, if you get somebody who is not enthusiastic about what you do, who's not happy to see you or is actually kind of rude to you, you just have to stick to your script, not get flustered and don't rely on the, the feedback of the interviewer, specific if they're negative, to, to sway you in any way. Don't just stop talking about a certain subject or don't get all flustered and get nervous. Assume that it's them and not you. Assume that it's just part of their either their personality or the way that they were instructed to give the interview because sometimes 
especially in med school, I felt like that's that's what it was. That's what, especially these MMIs, they they had certain interviews that were specifically supposed to be mean. And you talk to everybody else after the interview and they all say the same thing, that that person was just an odd person. And so you can't let that get to you. Um, you just have to stick to your script and not get flustered. So this question is important where it's describing a time when you failed. And they might also ask you about some negative feedback that you got or some of your biggest weaknesses. But I think that this question is important because you want to really tell them a time that you failed, tell them a time that was honestly negative or a weakness that you have, but you want to have a balance as well. You want to have a balance of being honest, but also not too honest. For example, if you got feedback that you were one of the laziest med students that your attending has ever met, that's not something that you want to necessarily showcase. Um, but you want to kind of have that balance. It, it shouldn't be just something, I think the, the toughest part, especially when I have given interviews in the past, is that it's the people who just give these very general, not really weaknesses that kind of frustrating uh, when they give you, you their answers because they think they're so slick with giving these answers that really are not weaknesses at all. If anything, they're just positives and just boosting their own self-confidence by saying it. But it doesn't really show that they have the humility to admit that something in their life was either not positive or they, they've gone through some type of struggle. So I think that you have to have a balance. It should be an honest either failure or negative thing that happened, but it shouldn't be too honest at the same time. It shouldn't be too big of a failure. There's something that you can learn out of it. I think that if with everything, you always have to spin it off as that even if you're saying something, you have to have some type of learning opportunity from it, but just kind of have that balance and, and know your boundaries of what you want to share and what you shouldn't share. And you know, based off of your personal experience. And the final thing that we're going to be talking about is during interviews. And I think this is much more apparent for residency interviews and specifically for if you're in, applying into some type of surgical specialty. But also I've heard about it from others as well. So these can be something as simple as having an interview where you're walking. I've had interviews when they would give me a tour of the hospital, but at the same time, that was my interview. So we would be walking either across the street or we'd be walking throughout the hospital and they'd be asking me these pretty deep questions about myself. And at the same time, I'm walking and you know everybody's around me and you're even in your elevator and these are just odd they're very odd interviews but you just have to roll with it and you just have to understand that this is just how they like to conduct their interviews and they're just odd people um, next is going to be something that you probably heard either um, in probably more so in the surgical subspecialties where you're actively doing something during your interviews so knot tying is very common I've heard of people having to carve out something in a soap I've had people who had to solve problems and these are they're carving soap and they're also doing knot tying while they're asked questions for their interview. Just like the walking interviews, they're actively doing some. I've had people where they've had to hold dumbbells or do push-ups. It's just very odd things, but for some reason, they always happen in the surgical subspecialties. The other thing that's kind of a little bit uh, more common just in general is solving some type of problem or some type of puzzle. I've heard of, in particular, in, in certain friends that have had radiology interviews at other schools that they've said, that they said at these particular schools, for some reason, they would have them do like a, a comparison of pictures. So they would have this puzzle. I don't know if you've ever played these in the arcade where uh, you have these left and right pictures and you try to find what's different between the two. And they would just have it and they would want them to compare and find the differences between the pictures. And then later people asked who were from that school, they would ask like, well, wh why do you even ask that? And they said, oh, we just do it for fun. We don't we do not do it for any particular reason. We just want to have a little bit of fun. And so I think the, the biggest 
takeaway from this is that all these distractions during your interviews, really what they're for is how do you handle uncertainty? Are you going to be okay with distractions? And are you going to be okay uh, under pressure? Because I think that in, in a surgical specialty, for sure, is that there's going to be a lot of times when you're going to have a lot of things happen, whether it be things that are stressful during the case itself that are bad for the patient are happening and how do you handle that stress, but also just a lot of things are going on and how do you manage your time, how do you handle uh, a lot of things going on at the same time. So I think that it's a very odd way of interviewing, but it's definitely going to happen, um, especially if you're applying into these surgical subspecialties, but even if you're applying into non-surgical subspecialties, just be prepared for that and just know that you just have to handle these, these uncertainties, handle different things that may happen to you. So I think that in general, all these questions or all these tips, these are things that are very simple, that they're very simple on surface level when you're hearing about, but when you're seeing it for the first time in an interview, they're very difficult. So definitely have some type of answer for each and every one of these questions or these each of these scenarios and know that they're going to happen, but be calm and, and don't get flustered from them because they're very simple questions to answer as long as you're prepared for them. Be sure to check out our website, medicalbasics.com, for more educational resources like our HP notebook. And don't forget to follow us here or on YouTube for more tips and lessons.